The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to another episode of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Gene Marks from That's the me. Marks Group. Yes. Also a small business owner and a speaker and our small business expert. Yeah. Yeah. And a learner of all things and small business. But yep. man, am I learning. Whew. All right. Surveys. I got to take more surveys. It's a whole other question. Surveys. Yeah. Okay. So today we're going to focus on kind of a personal issue in the office. And I can't wait to get Jean's take on this because it's about when your business partner is an obstructionist. And we are going to be right back with Jean's take on that after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. Okay, today's question comes from Jennifer. No last name, no location. So let's just make that up in our head. Okay. And she asks, what do you do if your business partner is an obstructionist? An obstructionist. I struggle with a business partner who is both risk averse and hates change. So what do you do? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, it'll be obvious there's a lot of questions about how you even chose to go into business with you know, a business partner that doesn't share the same, you know, values and goals. So that, that first of all, so that's, that's one. Well, that's one, not what she said. It's though, not, right? but I, but I do want to, I, I do want to say that, um, here's a woman that's having an issue with her business partner because she, uh, and that she's found out this person is an obstructionist and it's big enough that, you know, it's, it's clearly, it's having an impact on her. So, so guys, if you're thinking of starting up a business or going into business with somebody or having a partner, I think you need to have some conversations about and know that person really well. Um, before you, you go down that road. But let's say you're down that road, right, Elizabeth? And you're working with somebody and maybe it's a family member. Um, so you didn't have a choice. The person is just, she, like she said, more risk averse, right? Somebody that just doesn't want to, you know, you don't see eye to eye on things. Um, obviously, you have to talk these things out because it's their money too in yep. the end. And that is, you know, that is... That's an important thing. Um, but the biggest thing to do, Elizabeth, is, is to get anything else. You got to choose your battles. So there are going to be some things that you're going to have to give into and some things you're going to really want to go to the mat if you think it's for the best. And even if somebody is very risk averse, if this person is in business with you, then by their very nature, that means they were willing to take some risk. Otherwise, they'd have a job somewhere. <laughs> or they'd be doing something that has less risk related to it. So that doesn't mean that you can't persuade that person to see your point of view or to accept more risk. You're going to have to just work a lot harder at winning them over. And you know what? Nobody likes to have these arguments all the time, which means that you're going to have to, you're going to, have to pick and choose when you have those arguments, you know, based on what's, what's really important um, you know, that you think for the business. So for Jen, you know, listen, you're going to, you probably have different conversations with your partner about should we buy this piece of equipment or should we hire this employee or should we invest in this marketing campaign? Well, you know, you're going to have to accept the fact that if this is your partner. You're not going to win every one of those fights. So maybe you don't even want to have those fights. Maybe you just, you know, it is what it is. But you, 
you know, you, you prioritize and you pick the fight that you really think is the most important to you. And then you do a really good job of persuading that person to see it your way. And the best way to persuade that person to see it your way is to take that person's point of view and say what, you know, if I was my partner, um, you need to establish what is concerning them the most. Then you have to address what those issues are. You're already sold. You have to convince, you know, you have to convince that, that person. Finally, when I've seen other um, clients of mine that have issues with partners um, and trying to get everybody to go along, um, they use outside influences. You know, your accountant, your lawyers, trusted advisors, people that the partner, your your partner, uh, gives some some credence to what they say, um, and get them involved to see if they can if they can help sway the opinion. But it's politics. Everything's politics. And everything's politics. All right, we'll be right back with Gene's word of brilliance. Are you looking for a great idea to start a new business? Well, Small Biz Ahead has ninety nine of them for you. Our new ebook, ninety nine new small business ideas is the first place you should look if you're interested in starting your business. You'll learn about everything from business service industries that could lead to lucrative freelance work, emerging industries such as solar panel installation and professional blogging, and even tech industries that could turn into the next big thing. Head on over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. We're back. This is Gene, and I do have a word of brilliance for you, Elizabeth. Just one word this time. I might have used this word in the past, but it's a different context. The word is Twitter. Okay. Obviously, we all know how popular Twitter is, and you know a lot of businesses use it. And people ask all the time, "Should I be using Twitter for my business? Is Twitter right for my business?" Just want to share with you a couple of stats that came out uh, in uh, early 2019 from um, Pew Research, P-E-W Research. So you can look this up. And um, they did a very, very deep dive analysis of Twitter and its activities and its users. And Elizabeth, here is what Pew found out. Two big takeaways, okay? okay. Takeaway number one was that um, about 20% of the population have Twitter accounts, okay? So they would be considered to be Twitter users. So which means that 80% of the population does not have Twitter accounts or would consider themselves to be Twitter users. The second big fact that they found out from their research um, is that um, 10% of the people on Twitter are generating 80% of the tweets and content on Twitter. So you get 20% of the whole population is, is, is on Twitter, and then only 10% of those are the ones that are generating 80% of the content going back and forth. And the reason why I bring that up is that if you are a small business and you think that your demographic are part of the 10% that's actually active on Twitter, okay, fine, knock yourself out, go for Twitter. But I'm going to bet for most small businesses with our limited resources and so many options as to where to spend our marketing dollars, I'm just going to take, this is my opinion, I'm going to take a bet that your business probably would be better off spending money somewhere else other than on Twitter for your marketing because your demographic is probably not there. And that's just based on the numbers. So that's my word of the day, Twitter. Great. Thanks, Gene. You're welcome. That's, I always like it when you make a suggestion for small business owners, like, you know what, here's something, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Because I feel like we're always coming oh. at listeners like, you should do this. What about this? Think about this. It's so great when you say, don't even worry I'm going to start that. doing that more. Yeah. Not only when I do this, but also when I write, like saying, you know, you're right. Yeah. Because there's like, so, we have so many things that are being blasted in our face and it's nice to just be saying... Don't even pay that any attention. Yeah. It's, it's not even worth your we time. We should actually, we should do a podcast where we just do a to don't list. Like, yeah. do not do these things. I would love to do that. Don't worry about these idea. things. 
Thank you so much for listening to us this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com. 